Keeping It Local podcast brought to you by Pile Style Events. I'm here as always with Alicia Pyle. Hi there, how are you? I'm good. Uh, a little bit different this week, we're actually going to be interviewing Alicia Pyle, and that was the plan for the first episode, but instead we ended up doing an interview at the Fillmore with Tim Hall, Carrie Riepenhoff, and Mike, Mike Conley. Conley. Yeah. And that was fun, so we don't regret that by any means, but we kind of wanted to get things started by giving you guys some background information about Pile Style Events and the Keeping It Local podcast and what it's all about. So without further ado, I'm just going to ask Alicia... Tell us about Pile Style Events. What is it? How did it come into being? Pile Style Events came into being organically, like most of the creative or business projects that I've been involved with. So um, it's basically a business that I saw a need for as I've been booking my own bands the last 10 years and exploring um, the different venues and meeting coordinators throughout Fort Wayne. Um, it just it seemed that if my band wasn't a fit for something, somebody would, would still be calling me for live music needs. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, hey, do you know someone that does this? Or can, can you find me someone that plays that or this specific kind of genre or instrumentation? Um, so basically, I have been doing this for off and on for five to eight years anyways. And so this is my, my goal of my longtime goal of putting something together organized that the community would understand and be able to work with for booking live music for events. And you just know everybody in the music scene. So everywhere we go, it's that guy works for the the Philharmonic or this guy is in this band. And so that comes from your music school background, I presume? Well, I, I don't feel like I know everyone. It's a rapidly changing scene now with, uh, with the contributions of Sweetwater Sound and uh, IPFW and St. Francis, University of St. Francis now. But I do feel like I know a lot of people. Yeah, you're, you're correct. I think it comes from a background of being in Northeast Indiana my entire life from being educated here at Indiana University, Purdue University, Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. um, with my music degree, and also from just working in the industry and meeting different people, whether it's from you know the jazz portion of the industry or like what I like to call the organic side of the industry, the rock side, or my involvement with the Philharmonic in past years. And so you, you brought this up a little bit. You said for the past five or six years you've been booking other people, booking musicians that other than your bands, but everybody knows you from the Alicia Powell Quartet and APQ Harmonic. So how long have you really been uh, just doing the booking agent stuff? I've been doing the bookings almost probably since I've started my bands because people call you for live music and if you're not available, you try and help them find somebody else that is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not something I've advertised really in, in, a, in an effective manner for uh, the community to understand, but it's something I've been doing since I've been playing. I mean, I want my friends to be employed. I want people to find a good fit for what they're looking for for their events. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a win-win. So how does it work if someone comes to you and says, I have this event coming up, maybe it's a a fundraiser, a wedding, uh, just a company party, whatever it is. They come to you and they say, Alicia, I want this type of music. Or do they know what type of music it is? Do they have to know? Can you help them figure it out? And then what does it look like from there? What's the process entail? I mean, you don't have to go into minute details. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Well, it's, it's fun because people come to you a lot of times. I'm just going to put a little joke out there and think they're going to get a six-piece band for $200. <laughs> and, you know, it's really not fair that... Uh, that people think that you know they don't want to pay, the want to pay anybody for, for what they're doing, and but they're only there. For while an hour. we all volunteer for a few things that are you know close to our hearts, we all have personal charities. I know my friends do as well, and also um, mm. specific community events that we like to, to donate our time for each year. Um, it's not something that people should really just call and expect to get for free. You know, especially it's hey, I, I want a, a six piece wedding band, and you know I'm going to pay you four hundred dollars for eight <laughs> hours of your time. 
Because they think if you're just performing there sometimes for three or four hours, that's all you've done when really you've put together, you know, extensive... They call it playing music. You're just playing. <laughs> but we've put together extensive set lists or rehearsal times through the years. And, you know, we have great books of repertoire available. And um, that's not even speaking about the skill sets that these musicians possess that are amazing. And some of them are musically educated. They have degrees in music. So I really want it to be fair for both the people that come and, and uh, want to book a band and that they can find what they're looking for. And also for the musicians that choose to uh, play an event for Pile Style. Well, and that was one of my questions. What are some of the misconceptions or what do people tend to get wrong when they come to book musicians for some type of event? Like what, not, not just on their end, like, okay, I think I can get a huge like 12 piece set for, you know, $400 or whatever that's going to play for eight hours. But what, what could they know that would help them get the right kind of music that they, most people don't seem to know? I think people usually come with an event theme, you know I mean? So if it's a, if it's an upscale event for like a fundraiser or a corporate event, um, they know sometimes usually if they want jazz or if they want, uh, you know, a more acoustic, if it's a more relaxed event, sometimes they're just looking for an acoustic guitarist or more of a rock band. Or um, if it's a wedding, they might just want, you know, some background music during dinner or cocktail hour before dinner starts or a DJ for later on when it's the mm -hmm. dance portion of the evening. A lot of times people come and, and I think cost is something that helps people decide, you know, what they're looking for really for sure. their event. They come with the great ideas and then, you know, we talk numbers and, and, um, I don't know how to say it, like reality. <laughs> and then they say, oh, I can afford, you know, a, a, a great jazz trio for this. Or, or maybe I just want a duo. Or, mm -hmm. or maybe I want, you know, the six piece, you know. So we try and provide a really cost effective, um, very, actually, I strive first for quality. We, we provide a very quality service, but also at a cost that is totally appropriate for both the unionized musicians in town and also the people that are looking for live music for their events. Well, that sounds really great. I mean, it's, you're basically being the go-between between the musicians. You're finding them. You're treating them fairly, getting them fair pay for a, a good event, but you're also helping the the customers, the clients who come with the event and they want the music for it. And it's just like sure. making the, the match that is actually going to work. And it's, and, yeah. it's like in every, everything else, somebody has a kind of pie in the sky vision. Like, I want to play music for one hour and make, you know, $10,000. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. here's the reality. Here's the reality, and, yeah. Yeah, and then, or I want the, the six-piece jazz ensemble and then... I only want to pay $200, whatever. And then you're like, okay, let's meet somewhere in the middle there. So you're kind of negotiating between the two. I think it's really great that, you know, a lot of my musician friends too, they, they don't need a go-between too. I mean, so people, mm -hmm. if they know what they're looking for, may just go straight to a band, which is totally cool. It's mm -hmm. totally fine. But there are several instances where there's, you know, a, a non-profits group or someone that's new to town or people that aren't necessarily yeah. hip to the art scene in town. They don't know what they want, you know, and that's really what this company is to help, um, I want business to stay local. That's really what's close to my heart. And I want people that are moving in from out of town or when they're looking for a wedding band to stop going outwards and stay inwards with and understand like the full uh, treasure trove of musicians that are here. Is that something you see a lot of people yeah, going out of town? Yeah, for weddings especially. It's like, oh, my Chicago band's from musician, Chicago yeah. or I got a band from Indy. And it's like, have you heard the bands here? You know, and while some bands don't yeah. all have the correct representation with, um, you know, recordings or websites, I'm hoping that, like, in the next five years with this business to work on that for anyone that chooses to work with FileStyle. Yeah, it can be, a like, a one-spot, you know, one-stop shop where you can see, okay, these are the types of music available, and That's I can talk goal. to one person. Um, and what types of music do you specialize? Are there, or is it just anything? Can they come in and say, hey, I want... Um, you know Taylor Swift at my wedding or <laughs> I want Rachmaninoff and you know or I want Caribbean something and you can just do all of it 
Um, it, there's no one person that can play everything. I mean, in, in town, in a town, the community this size Fort Wayne is, there's a lot of musicians, a lot of us that do many things, but there's no one musician that, that plays everything. So, you know, like I said, if, if someone comes to me asking for a, um, a summer party band for their, for their mm-hmm. engagement deal at the lake, this just happened, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to find them some and I'm going to ask them what kind of genres of music they're looking for. And then think of through my list of friends, Hey, are these you know, who would be available for this, who would be eligible or has the right book or repertoire for this. And then second of all, who's actually free? And mm-hmm. third of all, you know, who, who's willing to play an event for Pile Style and is this something that's going to be a good fit for the client? And how, how, how do you pull that off? How do you manage to be so eclectic? Um, I, I'm not really pulling it off. I've been here a long time. I you think just it's know just, everybody yeah, so I, I know, you know a lot of people. And, and I think a lot of people are reaching out to me too to, you know, get to know Pile style. What is the point of pile style? What what are we here for? And I think people understand this is a business for the community. And if there's musicians that have just moved into town, say to work at Sweetwater or to work at a university or you know with a day job that's not in music, but mm-hmm. they have a really great band, I'm having people contact me and be, hey, can we meet up or will you take a listen to this new recording of ours? And we're looking to, we're looking for this kind of gig or you know. So there's bands looking for specific needs too. And like I said, that's always been happening for me the last ten years. And I'm not just going to let those emails go unanswered. It might take a little while for a response for me at times but I want to answer back my musician friends that are looking for work mm-hmm. and I want to answer back um, you know other people that are looking for live music mm-hmm. help them find a good fit if they don't find one somewhere else and now uh, when we were discussing this podcast you, you were adamant that we we call it keeping it local yes and you, you brought that up a couple of times and so where would you put Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana more generally in the music scene more broadly so nationwide or just in the the, the region are, are, do we have like a really special music scene here that's different from something you're going to find someplace else? Or what do you what do you think of the local music scene? I think it's rapidly developing, which has been the most exciting thing that I've seen um, in the last 15 years being here and, and working here, and uh, and teaching here. I think it's fun to see um, how the community is getting involved. A lot of the downtown improvement district has has helped that. Arts United of Greater Fort Wayne has really had a huge hand in that. Um, mm-hmm. The universities. St. Francis, IPFW, which is Purdue Fort Wayne now, has had a huge hand in it as well. And um, even, you know, the Fort Infill Harmonic, just watching how things develop with the organizations. And as they hire in new talent, it, everything is changing. Um, it's a lot different than it was 15 years ago here. But the one thing I like that I think I see is it's it's not cutthroat. It's not, it's not so bitter and competitive. I think like some <laughs> of the larger cities, I, I hope it never gets that way too. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it's, it's quite like Chicago or New York or LA where you're fighting to find a gig. There seems to be plenty of gigs for everyone and it's still a friendly community within the musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love watching that. You don't have like any of the, the rivalries some. between band Of course, there's probably the, the some. Prima Donna, yeah, no. guitar <laughs> vocalists, whatever. I think we all like each other. At the end of the day, we all know in a community our size, you know, we should we should stay friends. <laughs> at least that's what I hope. And now a lot of people who, who you know, they know you from Alicia Powell Quartet, APQ, APQ Harmonic, uh, but they also know you because you're an educator. You teach piano, you're at Sweetwater, and you have your home studio. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how you, you balance it with Powell Style events? Yeah, I... I think a lot, a lot of the, I'm trying to find the right way to say this, a lot of my favorite musicians in town, I won't say like the best musicians, but uh, what I would call quality musicians in town are both working out in the in the scene. They're out playing, they're playing shows, they're, um, they're playing for arts events, uh, clubs, whatever yeah. you want to call it, teaching even some of them in the university, but all of us educate privately. And I think 
that's a huge thing that's really changing the fabric of the community. It's tough to balance that at times, and it requires a flexible schedule, but um, you know, most of our students are in six extracurriculars anyways, and they require a flexible schedule from us too, so it usually yeah, works. Yeah, that's hard. Moving parts on, it on is. both ends. Oh my gosh, yeah. So kids are in so many things these days. But I think you know a lot of us do it let's do this five to seven days a week, not, not just Monday to Friday. We're, we're working Monday to Sunday, um, mm-hmm. wherever we can you know, find, find the time for it. And it's really it's changing the fabric of the scene because our kids are growing up, these kids that we've educated since you know, middle school or, or younger. And, you know, they're graduating. Some of them are going to music school. Most of them are starting bands. And I think we're watching that really change the fabric of our community as well, which is so cool as a teacher to see. And uh, just one thing I've seen where kind of the two worlds collided, or met, I should say, didn't collide. But uh, we do the the HT2 jazz jams, like uh, the second Sunday of every month. And some of those were your students. You had people sit in for the performances. Uh, it's just a Sunday afternoon, and you guys are playing. And it sounds really great, and it's a it's a great venue. And we've already done a podcast episode with Nick Laddig. Um, he's the owner-operator at HT2. Um, but it was just really cool to see, you know, here's some um, of Alicia's students and some other people who... Eric Clancy's students, they yeah. They wanted to get their, their music chops up, you know, in their Meet performance. people and in, network. In, in particular. So it's like, hey, this is a live venue. I'm going to go out here and play, and I'm going to um, just to see what it feels like. And I thought that was really cool. Um, do, is there, are there, you know, and you're, you're going to be playing at IPFW tonight, so that's kind of cool, too. I don't know if you're, are you, are you, you said something about students being involved there? So it's the IPFW Jazz Ensemble, which is um, uh, through the music department, mm-hmm. which is now Purdue Fort Wayne. Um, it's the official last IPFW Jazz Ensemble <laughs> concert. Aww. But um, so he's, uh, Dr. Vernon is calling this the Welcome Home concert, and he's invited, uh, looks like five or six um, alumni. And so the alumni he chose, we were all musicians that were enrolled in IPFW and went through the jazz band. So yes, we are playing with current students at um, what is going to be Purdue Fort Wayne now. Oh, cool. In, in our last IPFW jazz ensemble concert, but it's featuring five alumni. So we've all graduated and or are professionals in the community now. It seems like it's a really cool culture. And I know uh, like Mike Patterson and Eric Clancy, you call them your jazz dads. And you... I hear stories from you about how they they started kind of taking you under their wing and letting you sit in at some of the performances, whether it was at Club Soda when you were underage and freaking your mom out or whatever. But <laughs> as, and it's like now you're kind of doing the same yeah. thing where it's not the education aspect of it isn't just, you know, sitting at the, the piano or what, whatever instrument you're playing or your vocals, whatever. The education also entails you have to go out and play in front of a bunch of people one way or another. And I think that's cool that you, there, there are all these opportunities that, that you and people like Eric and, and Mike like give people who are up and coming in the, in the, the, just the jazz music scene. So, um, well, Eric and Mike created this environment. <laughs> I don't want to give them all the credit, but, but they pretty much, by doing this the last, whatever, how many years they've been doing this, 15 years, I met them both probably a, a decade ago. It's because of men like them or people like them that things are the way they are now. Eric Clancy basically invented rock camp at Sweetwater, mm-hmm. which is pumping out tons of new bands and, and the, you know, young kids putting together bands, a lot of them staying together. And I mean, these bands are down the line now, or there are, you know, other community festivals and, um, if they hadn't created that culture and hadn't been patient enough to be not just performers, but educators as well, and then brought their students in and, and, you know, let us try this, you know, and if they hadn't created a friendly environment like that, a creative and educational environment on the bandstand like they have, um, it's just really amazing what they've done. They've really helped shape things the way that they are right now. So it's, it's kind of a, a calling what we all need to do 
if we're patient enough <laughs> as professional musicians to keep back, doing that. Yeah. Hands, yeah. Create a, a community where musicians can come up and learn and, and find people to play with. That's kind of the purpose of the jazz jam was to create a great event for HT2 mm-hmm. and then also, um, you know, have our students be able to meet people or just other people that are new to town. And network. have an excuse to have Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> but meet, you know, meet other musicians that are playing or maybe form a yeah. band or find, find another bass player they want to work with or, you know. Yeah. And uh, just as a non-music person, I mean, I like music, but anyway, the HT2 thing, the Jazz Jam was really cool. It was just a great vibe, a great environment. So I would encourage everybody to check out to see when the next one, and we're doing one uh, this coming Sunday and that, you know, we're in, what is this, April uh, 13th now. Yeah. So it's, it's the third Sunday of the month for April and May because of okay. spring break and Mother's Day. Uh, Jenny decided to push it back a week. Okay. But normally it will be the second Sunday. So everyone, you can just follow us on Facebook is probably the easiest or way Instagram. to do it. Or Instagram or check out powstyleevents.com. We always, we, or at least we try to have the events up to date on there. That's on me. That's my fault. Um, or that's my responsibility. So you wear a lot of hats. You're an educator. You're a performer. Um, you educate in performance. And now you're doing, it sounds like you're becoming a booking agent. Uh, what's your biggest challenge? What's the... Like when you wake up, like what's the thing that's crap? Okay, I have to figure out a way to do this that's going to make everybody happy, make me happy. I think my biggest challenge is making sure that all the clients understand that they're all the priority. <laughs> Every, everybody wants a response, I think, because of social media and cell phones the way they are now and communications these days, you know, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I respond to things as quickly as I can and I, you know, try to get people what they need, whether it's for education or performance or booking as quickly as I can. Sometimes I'm waiting on an answer from a musician before I can give, you know, a quote or yeah. a, uh, you know, a, a yes or a no on things mm-hmm. too. So it's, um, I think just people, just making sure that people are happy. I, I'm a people pleaser, but I have to remember too to There's a lot of people create a healthy balance. That, you know, as well. yeah. mm-hmm. But everybody's important and I want people to feel like um, one thing that they're going to get, the most important thing they're going to get is quality. So if they're, they're waiting an extra day on a response, it's because I want to give them a quality for sure, yes or no, or you know, the right musician for what they're looking for. And where would you like to see Powell Style Events in five years? Um, keeping my friends employed and finding <laughs> the community, you know, great live music and, and, and band options for their events. I just think it should be a really, a really um, great resource for people to come to and and find what they're looking for you know whether it's hey i want more gigs if it's a bass player or if Mm -hmm. it's a bride looking for you know uh ceremony music a cocktail hour and a dj i I just want it to be a a rich valuable quality resource for the community whether it's for the musicians that are looking for work or whether it's for people that want the live musicians for their events coordinators that want to lighten the load you know (laughs) yeah so and now, uh, let's take a, a little turn here. So do you have any hints for people who are looking for stuff to do? Like you're, you're kind of plugged into the events scene, whether it's music or arts. or And I know there, we have What's Up magazine. That's really cool. People can like look into that or they can, you know, Fort Wayne Reader. There's all kinds of stuff. But you're Alicia Pyle and you know all these people who perform for the, you know, there's the Fillmore, there's the Philharmonic, there's Arch United, there's all this stuff. Uh, if you're just a regular person and you want to look for something to do on a Friday or Saturday, have something in mind, you know, do you have any hints? Do you have any special things you do to keep up to date with what's going on? The What's Up magazine puts out a great publication, both online if you subscribe to their emails and in print. 
Um, Current Fort Wayne is a new publication online that uh, is another great resource. Downtown Improvement District comes out with an email highlighting um, local and upcoming larger events that are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, what was the last one? Arts United has a good uh, a good publication as well of arts events for all the organizations that they uh, sponsor or are involved with. So there's several that you can get online subscriptions for. I'm sure there's even more that I don't know about, but those are some large ones that I'm in tune with to see what my friends are doing if I actually have a weekend yeah. off. And it's great because you can see what's going on both on a large scale and even just on a club scale. You know, who's playing over at Soda or who's playing at Nick's, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Well, and I think there's a, it's really easy and kind of what a lot of people do is they figure out the bands they like and then they follow them on sure. on social media one way or another. Uh, I don't know. I I would encourage everyone too to get on the the website for uh, the embassy and places like that. It's um, and usually the embassy pushes out to those other resources too. Yeah, just because like hanging out with you, we've we've gone to see stuff that I never would have thought. You know, what was the the Cirque de Oh Cirque de Symphony? That was Cirque so cool. de Symphony and. Uh, so yeah, it was just something I never would have thought of, but it was just amazing. It was like acrobatics and along with music and it was just, it was gorgeous. It was a really cool experience. Um, and then Brad Coons, um, the bass player, he plays for APQ a lot. Uh, he was telling me about how they actually did like a, a video game thing at the embassy so that somebody was playing a video game and then the, 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 um, symphony was playing the music in the background so they had to give the background music and that's just really cool and i would never see anything like that or never even think of anything like that but it just puts the light of this uh notion that there's nothing to do in fort wayne there's always something like that going on yeah those are both philharmonic events they have mm-hmm. they have some of my favorite yeah <laughs> their, their programming has been really nice the last few years mm-hmm and uh, so what are some of the things, the upcoming events this summer, I guess we're still in the spring and then into the fall, that you're really excited about this year? So it can be something you're involved in or just something that you want to go see. Just what's coming up that's exciting? Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Better weather. Um, oh, man. Well, our HD2 monthly jazz jam is, is something I'm looking forward to enjoying all year. Um, we are doing the Big Apple live jazz series. Um, in May, and that's something I'm looking forward to. I'm writing new music for. Well, I'm hoping to have Mike on the next podcast, actually. So let's <laughs> save Patterson. some of that. Yeah, okay, Mike sure. Patterson is one of the masterminds behind that in K2. So I'm hoping to talk more about that in this next episode um, once we get in touch with Mike. But I'm writing new music for that right now. I'm really looking forward to Record Store Day. That is one of my absolute favorite community events. That's next weekend. I just love Bob Rhodes. He's so cool. Yeah, wooden nickel, yeah. The wooden nickel. It's just really cool what he does for our community, and he's just such an awesome guy. And he comes out and supports the mm-hmm. musicians. Um, so I'm hoping to have Bob on a podcast after Mike, if he agrees to it, after the Record Store Day Madness. Maybe to recap his experience with Record Store Day 2018. Those are two things I'm really looking forward to in the near future. I'm looking forward to lunch on the square. Or lunch on oh, the yeah. plaza series that downtown improvement district hosts that's coming up weekly because I can remember the sun actually being oh, out and pouring. We're opening that this year. APQ is, which will be really fun on awesome. June seventh. That's exciting. Um, looking forward to working with the library on events this summer on their plaza, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Rock the Plaza. Kyle Haller's uh, little baby there. That'll be fun. APQ Harmonic will be featured for that. Um, you know, we reach out into surrounding communities. We're going to be going over to Bluffton for their Jazz on the Patio series in August. Um, there's a lot of stuff, you know. I'm still waiting on a few con- confirmations from other local events and series that we've reached out to, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, with what we've already got booked and 
and our feelers out there, there's way more. But I'm looking forward to hearing my friends. Yeah. So. I have to say, one of the coolest things I, I attended recently, and I know this is going to be an ongoing series, is the, the Supper Club series. And that was the, yeah. the interview we did with, with uh, everybody at the Fillmore. Um, I went and I was I was sitting across from my mom at the table and it was you and Sonny Taylor and everybody you guys were doing the the Fleetwood Mac. Mike Conley was doing um, Billy, Billy Joel. Joel and that that was really great too. But uh, there was just a couple of points. I think Sonny actually stopped at one point and he's like, "Wow, we sound good," <laughs> and it really did. It was and Carolyn just... Martin's there tonight covering Patsy Cline. Oh, that's tonight. yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they have so much going on there. And that's just a really cool venue as well. It's so, going to yeah. be a neat series to watch develop. Um, another local venue I'm super excited about is Hamilton Public House. Mm-hmm. So my friend Rick C's booking that, and it's fun watching all my friends' bands go through there. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with that and what kind of live music acts he gets out to the northeast side of town, which doesn't have as much going on. And that is an interesting venue because I, I think it was originally like an Outback State. Before that, it might have been some other state. It was state brought 145 at one time, yeah. It's just, it's just a different it's setting. It's developing, I mean, You yeah. go in there, and but you have all this great eclectic music going on there so yeah that's a fun one too um uh, we're coming up on time here but tell us about the keeping it local podcast what are you hoping to to do with this podcast other than just interview great musicians and venue owners and and coordinators i'm hoping to give the community a sneak peek into what what we get to enjoy and and work through as musicians (laughs) so it's not all joyful but you know like just give them a sneak peek into what actually goes into the events that we're planning coordinating um, or, or performing for. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I'm hoping to have a lot of event coordinators on this or and musicians and venue owners, festival coordinators, just people that can ex- share their experiences and what to, you know, what to expect and look for with community events. I think it'll be fun for the community to get, yeah. you know, a, well, come it'll, a, it'll help a backstage pass. It'll help everybody get excited about yeah. it too because there, there's really cool stuff going on. There is. There needs to be, I mean, I think that we have some great publications, some of mm-hmm. the, like the What's Up in the Fort Wayne Reader and all that. But it, I want this like, to have a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, and this can be the behind the scenes look where we're talking about the people or mm-hmm. talking to the people involved and getting their perspective. So that's that's really fun. So what have I left out? What would you like to, to talk about that I didn't ask you about? I don't think you've left out anything. I, I think... I would just encourage people go out and support local music. Go support local music, local live music. We're all working very hard at this, and um, the best thing you can do is show up and, and sit down and enjoy. Your butts in the seats. Grab that's a drink. The, that's and the goal. Yeah. Invite your friends. <laughs> or get your butt out of the seat and go dance because Alicia's mom <laughs> will probably be there. She's the one with the spiky red hair, and she'll be out there dancing, I can guarantee. You. That's true. Yeah, always. <laughs> Okay, thanks everyone. Uh, if you want to find out more, uh, just subscribe to the Pile Style newsletter, and that's on our webpage. That's uh, PileStyleEvents.com. Uh, we're all over Instagram, uh, Facebook. Facebook. Um, Soon to be other platforms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on the LinkedIn Stay page tuned. as we speak. So, all right, thank you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. See ya.